The following scripture is very important for the elect of God in going forward with God. As long as we live on this present earth, I am assured that this scripture is very, very important, helping us to endure in the evils that we see on television or the evils that we see the world do around us or even the church world do around us, the apostate church world, in encouraging us in the things of God and having success in all that we do, the following scripture tells us what we are to do to prosper and have good success as we go forward. Joshua chapter 1 verse 8 This book of the law shall not depart out of thy mouth, says God. But thou shalt meditate therein day and night, that thou mayest observe to do according to all that is written therein. For then thou shalt make thy way prosperous, and then thou shalt have good success. As the New Testament church, we of course go by the rules of the New Testament. But there are a great many promises of God in the Old Testament that are valid for us today. We don't sacrifice animals for our salvation. The blood of Jesus paid for our salvation. But we have many promises of God in the Old Testament, and these promises help us to endure and to go forward. As I have read Joshua 1.8, which I have done since 1975 and have tried to do Joshua 1.8 since 1975 when God showed it to me, here is basically what I'm seeing from it. This book of the law, the word of God, this word that we receive from God by the Holy Spirit, shall not depart out of our mouth. We store that word in our heart. We keep it before us day and night because that word gives us the strength to do what God tells us to do. This book of the law shall not depart out of thy mouth, but thou shalt meditate therein day and night that thou mayest observe to do according to all that is written therein, for then thou shalt make thy way prosperous, and then thou shalt have good success. The Holy Spirit calls a scripture to our mind from time to time. That is the word that we need at that exact moment in whatever it is that we're going through. I like to take my Bible on internet, my Bible on internet, and make a screen print of that verse of scripture and put it in my Kindle photo album because that is an easy way for me to keep all of these scriptures together that have been given to me by the Holy Spirit. You may have another way to keep them together. If so, great. The important thing for us in going forward is pay attention to what the Spirit of God brings to our mind 
and keep that before us somehow day and night because it's going to give us strength and it will also lead us and we will have good success in everything as we go forward doing that scripture. In verse 9 of Joshua chapter 1, God says, Have not I commanded thee? Am I not the one who told you to do this? You need to examine what you're doing by that one verse of scripture. Have not I commanded thee? Is it God who told me to do this? In 1980, I went on radio. Was it God that told me to go on radio? It certainly was. On January the 10th in the night, a very loud trumpet-like voice spoke three loud words into my ear as I was sleeping. Hartford, Seattle, KWJS. It was so loud, it woke me. I think it was an angel of God. I know they have great power, and they often have trumpet-like voices described to us in the Bible. And this was definitely like a trumpet blowing in my ear. I jumped out of bed. I wrote the letters KWJS on a notepad because I felt they were call letters to either radio or television, and I didn't want to get the letters mixed up. I looked it up and found it to be a radio station. And I said to God, Are you telling me to go on radio? I wouldn't know how to do that. And instantly, God spoke to me by his spirit. The following words were called to my attention. Call the radio station manager. That was in response to my saying, I wouldn't know how to do that. So that morning, I called the radio station manager at KWJS. I told him God might be leading me to go on radio, and I said, how would you do that? And he told me how to do it. He said, make an audition tape 29 and a half minutes long. If you fit our broadcasting, we'll offer you a contract. After I hung up the phone, I got my tape recorder immediately. I got my kitchen timer immediately so I could make it exactly 29 and a half minutes long. I prayed asking God what I should put on the tape and I began speaking as the Spirit led me, which means whatever scripture was called to my attention, I spoke that scripture and exhorted the church on that scripture. And then if a concept or some happening had been called to my attention, I told them about that and gave them scripture for that and filled the tape 29 and a half minutes. Within five days, I was broadcasting exhortations to the church on KWJS. So when I answered Joshua chapter 1 verse 9, has not God commanded me to do this? I can say absolutely. We write a blog daily. Did God tell me to start a blog? Absolutely. I can tell you exactly how he showed me to start a blog. And when? It was at the end of March 2012. In the night, he gave me a dream. A woman was singing to a group of people. And I 
said, it's a little voice, but it's a nice little voice. And then I saw immediately in the dream that it was a way to communicate with people in the church, and it was a blog. So I called Pam Paget, who is a retired computer programmer at FedEx, and asked her if she could set up a blog for us. And she said, well, I think so. Within three days, we were writing on the blog. Pam had it set up, and we were publishing it. We were so shocked when two people from Germany, the very first day, two people from Germany clicked on to our blog page. We hadn't even anticipated the blog was the World Wide Web. We were just following instructions. It's a way to communicate with the church. Since that time in 2012, we have received over 1 million have clicked on to our blog page. Was it of God? It was of God because the dream showed me to do it. Have not I commanded thee, says God? Very often I will have people say to me, I go out and minister to such and such, and I will say, well, how did God show you to do that? I know that they should be able to tell me how God showed them to do that thing. Most of the time they go dead silent. They have no response at all to my question. There was an exterminator who came to our house to do some work, and he began telling me he goes out in the summers, and he goes with some friend, and they go out and do ministry work. And he started to tell me the places they go to, and I stopped him, and I said, now, what I want to know is, how did God tell you to do this? He had no response. He never could answer that question. Not long ago, a pastor communicated with me, and he was telling me about his project of building a new church building. And I said to him, how did God show you to do this building? He never communicated with me. He never told me anything about how God told him to do this. I've received many emails from pastors around the United States I mean the world, around the world. And they will tell me that they are going out and doing ministry work. And one of them said he wanted to give a free Bible to every person who attended his meetings. And he asked me to send money or send Bibles. We don't do that type of thing. We're not set up by God to send Bibles around the world. This is not my calling. I'm set up by God to do internet work, to do a blog, and now to do podcasts. And this man could not tell me how God showed him to do this work. Nor could he tell me how God showed him to give away free Bibles, nor did he have the money to give away free Bibles. This is not a work of God. It's his own idea. When it is a work of God, God goes before us and makes provision for us, and God shows us what to do, tells us what to do. 
So God says in Joshua chapter 1, verse 9, Have not I commanded thee? Is it God who told you to do what you're doing? If so, you have a great anchor for faith. In 2020, I was considering putting new upholstery on my car, a 25-year-old car. The Holy Spirit said to me, or you could just buy a new car. I just hadn't thought about that. And I stood there and thought I could buy a new car. I just sold the house in Texas. The money was sitting in the bank, hadn't been used for anything. I could easily buy a new car and have plenty of money left over. Even that night, God confirmed it by giving me a dream, showing me I bought a new car. The next day, after the dream, I told Pam about the word that I'd heard from the Holy Spirit and the dream. And I said, I'd like to go out today and hunt a new car. We went out that same day and bought a new car. She put her old car up for sale and I put my old car up for sale. I think hers was about 16 years old, and it was an SUV, which people wanted within one day it was sold. Mine was a sedan, which was less appealing, but we had use for it in the uh, coming months and did what God showed us to do with it. Have not I commanded thee? Now, what does this do for me, hearing from the Holy Spirit this way? I am I was about 80, what would that be, 1, 81, 82 at the time I bought that car. By hearing from the Holy Spirit who knows the future, God knows the future. By hearing from the Holy Spirit, or you could just buy a new car, I knew God was approving the project. I knew I would not need that money in the future. I could go forward in faith, in great confidence, having heard that word, because faith is based on the word we hear from God. The word comes to us, and when we act upon it, that is the basis for faith, is that word. So it is an anchor for our souls in going forward. So reading now, once again, Joshua chapter 1, verse 9. God says, Have not I commanded thee? Be strong and of a good courage. Be not afraid, neither be thou dismayed. For the Lord thy God is with thee whithersoever thou goest. When I had the idea to write ministry books, I asked God if that is something he wanted me to do. And I heard this scripture, I am with you whithersoever you go. So when I checked into the facts about writing on Amazon, it cost us absolutely nothing to write the books. They would publish them in ebook form as well as paperback, and we received a very small royalty. Was it an easy yoke? Yes, indeed. 
very easy. It cost us no money. The books go all over the world. Amazon has a free book program where people can get those books for free, although we priced them as low as we possibly could, which is 99 cents for the ebooks. But there's a free book program with Amazon where we can put our ebooks into the free book program. And five days out of three months, that title of that book is available to the public for free. It's a wonderful program. Other verses that I have found to be valid in Joshua 1. Verse 5, God said to Joshua, There shall not any man be able to stand before thee all the days of thy life. As I was with Moses, so will I be with thee. I will not fail thee, nor forsake thee. I have found that exact scripture to be valid in my life. I've had many, shall I say, men, women, come against me in the ministry, saying to me what was going to happen to me if I continued to do such and such. In Seattle, the radio station manager was waiting outside the door of the convention center, waiting for me to arrive. George had always been very friendly to me and very supportive. So I walked up to him and greeted him, and he said to me, Joan, you have many wonderful messages. Just speak those messages. If you continue to speak these judgment messages, I don't know what's going to happen to you. We may have to put you off the air. Instantly, the Holy Spirit rose up in me, and I said to George, If I don't speak the message that I have been given by God, then I don't have a message, and I may as well be off the air. That's an example of there shall not any man be able to stand before thee all the days of thy life. It's just instant that you have that word from God and you speak it. It's as the occasion arrives. You're not not thinking ahead of time of what you're going to say to anyone. It's just there. And you yield to the Holy Spirit and speak that word. Verse 6, be strong and of a good courage. God said to Joshua, For unto this people shalt thou divide for an inheritance the land which I swear unto their fathers to give them. Even in my case, it's a matter of speak the word that you hear. Because we're getting ready for the return of Jesus, and I work in the offices of apostle prophet. That's my calling. Prophets are going to speak things to you to help you to get out of traps and to stay out of traps. And I'm always doing that, just constantly. I have messages telling you to beware of something, to be careful about this, warning you, exhorting you. Exhort means to give warning to the church by Strong advice or warnings to urge the church by advice and warnings. 
That's to exhort. Verse 7. Only be thou strong and very courageous, that thou mayest observe to do according to all the law which Moses my servant commanded thee. I just take that to mean be very strong and courageous to do all of the words that I have spoken to you by my spirit or the words that are written in the Holy Bible, especially the New Testament. Turn not from it to the right hand or the left, that thou mayest prosper whithersoever thou goest. Psalm 1 tells us the same thing. Blessed is the man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor standeth in the way of sinners, nor sitteth in the seat of the scornful. But his delight is in the law of the Lord, and in his law doth he meditate day and night. And he shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water, that bringeth forth his fruit in his season, his leaf also shall not wither, and whatsoever he doeth shall prosper. That's for those who delight in the law of the Lord, in the word of God, and meditate in that word of God day and night. We'll be like trees planted by a river of water. That tree drinks from that water. It grows strong, and in the drought, it isn't affected. And it brings forth fruit. And whatsoever he doeth shall prosper. Then it says the ungodly are not so, but they are like the shaft which the wind driveth away. Therefore the ungodly shall not stand in the judgment, nor sinners in the congregation of the righteous. For the Lord knoweth the way of the righteous, but the way of the ungodly shall perish. The ungodly are like a leaf blown in the wind. Whichever way the wind blows, they go that way. We are not like that. We are like a tree planted by the river of water. We have a very deep root system attached to that river of water, which is the Holy Bible. There are many promises for the elect of God in Deuteronomy 28. And it shall come to pass, if thou shalt hearken diligently unto the voice of the Lord thy God, to observe and to do all his commandments, that the Lord thy God will set thee on high above all nations of the earth. And all these blessings shall come on thee and overtake thee, if thou shalt hearken unto the voice of the Lord thy God. He speaks to us today by his Spirit. He brings to our minds scripture, which we pay attention to that scripture, close attention, and meditate on it day and night, so we will have the strength to do that scripture. He brings us concepts of things that are permissible for us to do. We focus on that, following him. And all these blessings shall come on thee and overtake thee, if thou shalt hearken unto the voice of the Lord thy God. How do we know if it's God? 
Well, God showed me at the beginning of the time that I was a Christian that his yoke is easy and his burden is light. And I often measure things by that. He also tells us in James chapter 3, verse 17, the wisdom that is from above is first pure, then peaceable, gentle, easy to be entreated, full of mercy and good fruits, without partiality and without hypocrisy. So you can look at James chapter 3, verse 17, and consider what the wisdom from above is like, the characteristics of the wisdom that is from above. Deuteronomy 28, verse 3. Blessed shalt thou be in the city, and blessed shalt thou be in the field, because you're listening diligently to the voice of the Lord thy God. And you are going the direction God shows you to go. Blessed shall be the fruit of thy body, and the fruit of thy ground, and the fruit of thy cattle, the increase of thy kind, the flocks of thy sheep. Blessed shall be thy basket and thy store. Blessed shalt thou be when thou comest in, and blessed shalt thou be when thou goest out. The Lord shall cause thine enemies that rise up against thee to be smitten before thy face. They shall come out against thee one way and flee before thee seven ways. The Lord shall command the blessing upon thee in thy storehouses and in all that thou settest thine hand unto, and he shall bless thee in the land which the Lord thy God giveth thee. The Lord shall establish thee and holy people unto himself, as he hath sworn unto thee, if thou shalt keep the commandments of the Lord thy God and walk in his ways. And all the people of the earth shall see that thou art called by the name of the Lord, and they shall be afraid of thee. Now they will not be afraid of you if they are doing the right thing. But if they are not doing the right thing, they will know that you are of God, and they know they're doing wrong, and they will be afraid of you. I once attended a church called Word of Faith, there was a man who was the teacher of our Bible class, and he was divorced. And he was a most attractive man and desirable man. I dated him once, one time. And I really enjoyed being with him and wanted to be with this man. One of our church people said, It looks to me like Joan Boney would be the type of woman that you would want to be around. And he replied, because she told me this, he replied, oh, no, I don't want to be around her. She might see something that I'm doing that's wrong. Well, in fact, it did turn out that he was doing wrong, and I did find out about it. I wasn't investigating him. You can call it accidental if you want to, but I owned a business in Dallas, and two doors down from my business, which was in one of those strip mall-type locations, Two doors down was a coffee shop, and I used to go there and buy coffee. And the woman who worked there discovered that I knew this Bible teacher. And she said, oh, 
He's such a bad influence to, on my boyfriend. He was a bad influence, a Bible teacher, she said. And she mentioned his girlfriend. Well, nobody at church knew he had a girlfriend. This was in secret. I went to him and said, tell me about this girlfriend. I've heard about this girlfriend. And he him hawed around. And then I said, point blank, are you having sexual intercourse with this woman? And he said, of course. He really didn't care that I knew this. And I said, oh, well, you know the Bible as well as I do. Paul said not to keep company with a man who's called a brother and is committing fornication. He said, that's right. I said, I can't have any more to do with you. I can't come to your class. And he said, that's right. He didn't care. If we are the elect of God, often churchgoers are afraid of us because they know they're doing something against the Bible and they don't want us to know. One time I was speaking at a church in San Angelo, Texas. The pastor who had invited me, at the end of the service, he called for those who wanted prayer to come forward. And then he asked me to pray for them. I went down the line of the people and I got to one woman and I said, and what is it that you want from God? And she, she says, oh, I just want more of the Lord. I said, now, God will tell me what you are doing. And she looked funny, and then she started screaming and waving her arms in the air, and she said, Oh, no, Lord, don't tell her. Well, it just brought the house down. Everyone was laughing. See, they know, they know there's a possibility that you will see something that they're doing that's not according to the Bible. And they will be afraid of you if you are the elect of God. The people who are the wrongdoers will avoid you. Verse 11. And the Lord shall make thee plenteous in goods, in the fruit of thy body, and in the fruit of thy cattle, and in the fruit of thy ground, in the land which the Lord sware unto thy fathers to give thee. The Lord shall open unto thee his good treasure, the heaven to give the rain unto thy land in his season, and to bless all the works of thine hand. And thou shalt lend unto many nations, and thou shalt not borrow. And the Lord shall make thee the head, and not the tail. If we go into debt to get things of this world, we're not going to be the head. We're going to be the tail servicing that debt. And the Lord shall make thee the head and not the tail, and thou shalt be above only, and thou shalt not be beneath, if that thou hearken unto the commandments of the Lord thy God to observe and to do them. And thou shalt not go aside from any of the words, Moses said, which I command thee this day, but what it really means is from any of the words given you by God, any of the scriptures, any of the words that come to you by God, by the Holy Spirit, 
We don't go aside from those words. We continue in that word. So we don't go aside to the right hand or the left hand to go after other gods to serve them. Romans 8.28 And we know that all things work together for good to them that love God, to them who are the called according to his purpose. We as the elect of God are the called of God. It's not that we chose him. He chose us and revealed himself to us. And we thank him continually for doing that. Thank you for allowing me to speak with you today.